the head of a magnificent dragon with scales the color of the sun formed in the midst of the blazing light. The eyes flashed from gold to red to gold. A ridge ran from the dragon's snout up the top of the skull and beyond. Its snout was long and tapered at the end. Despite all this, and despite that the head was more than twice the size of Lord Purple, this was but a meager vision of the true glory that was the Dragon Emperor. Our good servant Purple. The head rumbled, the voice echoing slightly, and filled with a majesty that befit its speaker's august rank. Jekrith Terran's master fell to one knee. The seneschal did not follow suit, instead bowing. The Dragon Emperor appeared not to take this as any slight from the shrouded figure. Hail to you, Lord Purple murmured. Our good servant Purple, the head repeated. News reaches us of an event predicted by some but refused by you. We are distressed by this and hope that you can clear the air on it. The very last word was uttered in a darker tone, something not missed by either Lord Purple or Jackrith Terran. The seneschal took a step back. An intake of breath was the only hint of Lord Purple's concern. He might have been one of Lord Gold's most trusted advisors, but even that would not save him from the Emperor's wrath. It certainly had not saved the current Lord Bronze's predecessor from death some two and a half centuries ago when he had questioned the Emperor's decision in the raising of the Seeker Nests in the hills near Wenslis, the grisly execution of one of their own that none of the other Drake Lords had ever been able to forget. "'Your wondrous majesty,' Lord Purple cautiously began. He knew the Emperor's vanity, usually knew how to play it, but this incident meant treading a very, very fine line indeed.' Great and glorious ruler of us all, I am humbly following your direction in this matter. The image of the savage head shifted. Instead, the vision became that of the top half of another reptilian warrior akin to Lord Purple, only clad in glorious gold. The armored figure sat atop a jagged, high-backed throne made of stone. My direction? The dragon emperor repeated, the royal plural suddenly gone from his speech. Under whose direction does it matter if in the end it all goes awry? Snapped another voice from nowhere and everywhere. Lord Purple rose. He did gaze with respect toward the second image that began to form next to that of the Emperor. Here he was on equal, nay, superior terms. Lord Brown's protest is heard, he replied to both, but he should be reminded that this is not his area of expertise. Controlling and commanding spellcasters is different than ordering troops around. Yes, troops can be trusted to obey or they suffer the consequences immediately. The brown dragon materialized. Like the other pair, he displayed himself as a scaled knight, not the tremendous behemoth he truly was. Your pet mages seem to flitter wherever they want and do whatever they please, even when flaunting the most important of our decrees. Jekrith Terran's master waved off the declaration, coolly responding, Unlike your soldiers, the mages are not mindless drones. A level of individuality must be maintained for them to grow in their abilities and thus serve the Drake race. It is only through absolute control, absolute order, that our mastery can be maintained, Brown hissed. The human mages are a double-edged sword that should be silence. Lord Purple had already returned to a submissive position, leaving the image of his counterpart seeming to be the only one disrespectful of their emperor. Brown quickly knelt, which accomplished yet another of Purple's desires by making the master of the Adagian field seem half his true size, until Brown adjusted the vision of himself a moment later. But even a moment's hesitation could be too long when it involved the constant vying for status among the Drake lords. The emperor leaned forward. He cleared his throat, and when he spoke again, it was without the slightest hint of sibilance. Lord Purple raises a valid point. 
The value of the mages has forced us to necessary leniency. They have served us well since their rise, and when one of them has dared question their place or desired more knowledge than they should have, we have dealt with the matter. Brown dared interrupt. With all due respect, your majesty, this is a bedlam. The line is cursed with a streak of impudence and defiance. And it is also a strain that has proven highly beneficial to maintaining our rule, Lord Purple straightened. But naturally, the final choice belongs to your majesty. The dragon emperor peered from one drake lord to another, as if they were all in the same chamber. Once before, we dealt with a bedlam who would not see his proper place. A bedlam who is defiant is a dangerous thing, Lord Purple. Exactly, blurted Brown, all but leaping forward. He earned a brief but telling glare from Lord Gold, just as Purple had hoped. 